When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Anti-Up headquarters in Tampa Bay, Florida, it's the Anti-Up PokerCast. And now, here are two guys who think they know how to play poker, Chris Casenza and Scott Long. It's February 12th, 2021. You're listening to the best podcast on the planet. I'm Chris Casenza. And I'm Scott Long. Hey, bud. Hey, so really sorry to the Anti-Up Nation. Uh, we uh, The streak has officially ended. I won't even pretend that it's still continuing now like I have been. <laughs> Probably uh, falsely for years now. But uh, <laughs> we officially did not do a show last week. And uh, uh, it was just a sad, sad event. Uh, we were... Getting ready to record the uh, show, and uh, for some reason we were just talking about other things before recording the show, which was quite fortunate. Yeah. But my uh, my father called to let me know that my mother had just passed away, um, so I obviously ran up to be with him and uh, took the week to to be with the family. So, um, and uh, of all the horrors on top of that, uh, poor Chris had to hear the call from my dad. I feel so bad for you, buddy. No, it's not uh, not not fun for any of us. No. But, um, but my mom was uh, an amazing woman, just as yours was too, Chris. And uh, pretty, pretty sad that we lost both of them this this same year. But yeah, uh, same calendar year. It's pretty remarkable. I, um, yeah, I, I just felt so bad for you. And I, um, I always wondered what it would be that would end the streak too. And I thought it was going to be something like this. I thought it might have been my mom, you know, because I wasn't sure. But she died on a Saturday, and uh, so I had plenty of time to group and, and get ready for the show on a Thursday or a Friday. But I thought it was, was going to be something like this, and. You know, you never want to see the streak end for something like that. You know, I mean, that's that's just so sad. And uh, but um, you know, some good came out of it, I guess, with your dad. And and uh, but um, yeah, it, it, believe me, it wasn't. You know, I'm okay. I, I was. I just felt bad for you hearing that call. I just felt really bad. But um, I'm glad we're back. And yes. uh, we're just gonna do our show. You know, get back to get back to normal. Get back to normal. Try to at least it really exist. But yeah. That's what- Telling ourselves, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Duplicate poker, a concept where teams of players play the same hands of poker, is making a comeback thanks to a new poker league created by World Series bracelet winner Matt Waxman. His poker rhythm concept uh, debuted a couple weeks ago with matches that were filmed during the 2019 World Series of Poker, featuring eight teams with pros including Ronnie Barda, Joe Cotta, Adam Levy, Jeff Madsen, Tyler Pattison. Lane, Flack, and more. Each episode features 16 players separated into four isolated tables playing 16 identical hands with one blind increase halfway through. The 20-match season is being streamed online with a new match each week. I just don't like it. <laughs> you don't like it? I don't. I don't like this. I, I We've talked about this on the show before, Duplicate Poker, and I think we may have you know railed against it then. I'm not really sure how we reacted back in the day when they first started introducing it and stuff. And I can see it as a teaching method. Like if you have a, you know, you're teaching like in an academy or something like that. And, but for, to sort of make these decks, and it's got to take a lot of work too. I mean, to make these decks 
all the same. I, I just I just don't like duplicate poker. I don't like it at all. <laughs> well, I will be the contrarian view here. Okay. I, I was always fascinated by duplicate poker. Um, there, there are downsides to it. Uh, I mean, I've never been a bridge player, but there's, you know, some duplicate bridge, which seems to work very well from what I understand from bridge players. Poker is a different concept than bridge, but really what you're trying to get at is you, you, you put four players in the same situations and see who rises to the top. And in this way with the team, so you've got you know, three of your teammates playing the exact same hands that you are with different opponents, of course. So there is, it's not exactly the same right right but, right um but you know if all if all four of your teammates end up coming out on top on this then then obviously you have the best team so uh versus uh you know any of these other kind of team tournaments that we've seen um although i like dark i always liked our concept that we did with Annie up but um that but, was good. Uh, we cashed. That was the best part. We cashed when we did our yes, team. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, hey, again, I think anything these days that makes poker interesting uh, to to an audience uh, keeps them keeps them tuning in. And this is obviously being streamed is a good thing. Um, you know, some people are going to like it. Some people aren't. But uh, but I, I like the concept. I like the concept. So we'll see what happens with it. There's just something blasphemic about it is that a word yeah. I, I don't know if that's a word but it, it just it, there's something about you know the, the, taking the randomness out of it but making it random anyway but it's I, I don't know there's just something about it that I don't like and I'm not saying it's not a good idea and I'm not saying it's not going to be entertaining or, or even progress the game a little bit for people who you know maybe aren't are on the fence about whether or not they want to watch poker or whatever. I don't know but there's just something about uh, manipulating a deck that it's just bizarre and it's not that they're manipulating it so that hey joe Cata should win this hand because this is what's gonna you know or this tournament because it's set up for him that's not what it is at all it's just that the decks are identical you know or whatever so it's just it's just weird it's just weird to me it's just a weird thing i don't know i just feel like i'd have to take a shower afterward uh, you know <laughs> Just feels dirty. Well, certainly, uh, I would say the uh, card destiny people are way not on board with this, right? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you have to shuffle. Somebody has to shuffle one deck, and then they have to, you know, set the rest of the deck. So, you know, now, now, yeah, I can see those folks going, "Hey, who's setting the deck?" And you know, it's actually <laughs> correct. We all know duplicate poker is rigged. No way I would have made that straight flush if it had been random poker. Can't throw oranges on the escalator. <laughs> So yeah, those folks are not going to like this, but uh, but a pretty impressive uh, group of uh, pros. I mean, I, I picked out you know five or six that that, that that I knew, but there were a lot more in there that I knew, and and certainly the rest. Uh, it's a pretty big roster there. Yeah, uh, yeah the teams have uh, more than four players on them either. I think they all have between eight and ten. So you know, each each episode as a captain, you can swap out. You know, Chris Cassens is sucking wind. I, Thank you out of there and put Faso in instead, right? So. I think it's funny you think I'd even be in there to start. So that's what's really funny about that statement. <laughs> well, we wouldn't tell you what you're doing. That's true. Invite you to a poker tournament and, uh, uh, and find out that not only you're playing duplicate poker, but we're taking a piece of the pot for the Kentucky Derby. And <laughs> really push you over the edge. But uh, So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, hey, I, I always like uh, creative new things, and we'll talk about uh, some creative new games here coming up too. So, which I'm sure you're going to hit all those, and I'm going to love all of them. So, yeah, probably. It's the way the, it's the, way the show works. That's right. <laughs> all right, uh, Chris Moneymaker, who like many pros, saw his contract with PokerStars not renewed, has signed on to represent America's Card Room now. 
and that was really all the details they provided right now. But, um, but you no, know, I, I thought this was going to happen. So we, we talked about when Poker Stars dropped him and uh, these other ones that they're moving into these with uh, streamers or gamers and those kind of people now, Twitchers. What are you called? Twitchers. <laughs> Sound like I'm going to shoot the kids off the lawn. That's, off the show now, that's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, so they're going in that direction, and but that leaves another direct, a more traditional direction for other online rooms. So America's Card Room is uh, looks like they're very happy to to take that lane that Poker Stars is uh, veered off of. So. Well, th- this reminds me of Urban Meyer. I think uh, he's like he's like I can't coach Florida anymore. I'm sick. I have oh, poor health. I'm terrible. And a week later, hey, I'm going to be Ohio State. <laughs> then it's like, oh, I'm leaving Ohio State. I just don't, you know. Hey, I'm going to coach Jacksonville. Wait a minute, moneymaker. Didn't you say you're glad that you want to spend more time with your family and not do this anymore? Now he's with America's Card Room. Very good point. He, he was happy to, to do other things and do all that stuff until someone wrote him a check, and then he decided <laughs> that he was happier with that check. And hey, I do not blame him. Somebody money can right cure a lot of things, can it? Money could just make things <laughs> totally different. <laughs> so I, it's why you're going to be a politician, right? Because the amount of money you're going to make as a as a commissioner. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Uh, well you know hey you don't know what the uh there weren't any details in this we don't know what the contract is you know i mean uh it could be it could be something more than just money i mean maybe they're having them do things differently than poker stars had them do right yeah maybe less travel maybe more travel maybe you know whatever whatever it was that he uh was becoming tired with on poker stars and i'm not entirely convinced that that's correct either i think that's what you say when when your girlfriend dumps you, and you're yeah. like, oh, I was going to dump her first. Yeah, yeah, I already had a girl lined up. I, I need to spend some time on me anyhow. So, right? <laughs> time on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for him. I'm ha- if that's yeah. what he wants, then I'm happy for him. Good for him. Good for America's card room. Good for poker. Everybody yeah. everybody enjoy it, and we'll see what happens. For yeah, him, so. exactly. All right, we always like in introducing new poker games to the Antioch audience, and recently I've learned of a couple new ones. I had Weave on here on the podcast notes, but yeah. this is all me. So yeah, it's all you. Let's see what your thoughts are but all right so here's some new ones uh or at least ones that are new to us now this first one is relatively new i know that for sure uh card uh greg gramer writing card players in a group of poker enthusiasts last year created uh, a version of raz called action raz um and recognizing that the uh that the paint up card is an action killer in raz this variation established a, a qualifying hand as one that has a jack queen or king among the seven cards and making stay the same though and if no player has a qualifying hand, then the traditional lowest hand still wins the pot. Um, so first, before I get your response on this, this was um, the uh, I remember this uh, recreational gambling group from years ago that in the South. I think I forget what it's called, Barge or something like that, or um, something like that. But uh, but I remember, it was like a blast from the past when I saw them talking about this group and they're still getting together every year to play cards. So that was cool. Wow. But what do you think about Action Raz? I I don't I don't know. I, it's interesting because it's not like you said. If you have you know a decent down card, two down cards, I mean, and you know, and then you get something like a Jack showing, that's ideal because the Jack has to be in the hand. So if you obviously if you had Ace Deuce King, you might still play your hand anyway. But if you had Ace Deuce Jack, you got the nuts, right? I'm assuming that. As far as a qualifying hand, you have to have a jack or a queen or a king well, in your yeah, hand. I think you have to have a wheel plus a paint card. 
But but yeah, but you have to have exactly. So but you have to have a jack in your five when you show your hand, not among your seven. Is it among your seven? No, among your seven. You just have to. Oh, have among a, your seven. seven. Okay. Card. So I mean, again, traditional hand ranking stays the same. Gotcha. So, that's right. Okay. I was. That's right. I was thinking the qualifying hand was high low card. Right? Yeah. All right. So well. So really, what it means is, and I get what they're getting at. So if you think about in Raz, um, and they made this point, like if you were in stud or stud eight. You know, even if you do the bring-in, you might still have a playable hand, right? Right. In Raz, when you're the bring-in, you almost never have a playable hand, right? Because right. everybody knows you get a king up, a queen, jack, whatever it is up, and that you're going to have to go a couple streets before you even have a, a hand that has a chance of winning, right? Right. So, um, so therefore, it's almost like, you know, you know, extortion. You're <laughs> throwing, throwing that bring-in in, and you know you're going to fold. And, you know, proper Raz strategy, too, if it folds around and you're the last last one, and bring in this the only one in you, you raise every time right because you know they're gonna have to either be gamble with you because they they know they're gonna have to keep pumping bets in until they get a playable hand or they're gonna fold which is what they normally do so so that is a, a big big problem with res so so now what you're doing with this is now you've you've told um the bring in that hey you've got a playable hand now regardless of what you have underneath you got a playable hand because if no one else has a paint at the end you're going to win this even with, you know, Jack as your high-low card, right? Right, because so, the other hands will still, uh, even though they, like, if other hands show Jack, King, Queen, or whatever, they, they don't necessarily have to play once the bring-in is there, when it gets to you. Like, so the bring-in is like the Queen, and you have a King, or Jack showing, I mean. You don't have to play your hand, so you still fold, so you can still fold. So if, you, if that person folds, now you're looking at, I may be the only one with paint that's playing right now. Right, and then so then yeah. this guy has got you know five up, and then he gets a four and a deuce and a six and a nine, and you're like, well, hey, you know what? I he may not have paint in there. I might still win with my eight here with my jack. You know, so yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it it it, it would take a couple of minutes to adjust to figure out the right you know the right strategy or the right whatever. But um, it is weird that if you could have you could have an eight or even a ten like for a made hand and have a jack in your hand and somebody could have a wheel with no paint and they'll lose. Right. That's the way it goes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so that's, I mean, I mean, almost every player will say Raz is one of the most frustrating games, right? Because, yeah. you know, you could start off with four to wheel and then paint, 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 and you know, yeah. get destroyed. Right. So, um, so there, there's still some, I mean, this game is still going to be brutal. No matter, even with this this change, because imagine that you you do start out four to paint. I mean, four four on the wheel, hit your wheel on the fifth card. And, and normal Raz, you are free rolling now, right? I yeah. mean, you can't your hand can't get worse. I mean, it you you've got you've got the lowest hand, you've got the nut hand now, and it's just a matter of hoping that nobody else Makes catches the same up with wheel. Another, yeah, right? right. So in this game, though, I mean, now now you're having to root for root <laughs> Jack for paint. yeah. To come on those last two cards, or your hand is worthless, unless no one else has it too. So, I mean, I guess that's that, that's the one saving grace here is that you know even if you don't have paint, you know maybe no one else has paint and you still win. But that's going to be frustrating for for traditionalist. I think um, the other interesting thing I was thinking about is you know again you think um, that first round, right? So you know part of the strategy, whereas of course you look around everybody's up cards, right? So mm-hmm. it's not just the bringing bringing in with a king. You know you you can beat him, but if everybody else has like nines and tens and jacks, 
even if you have pocket kings underneath and you've got a deuce show and you're going to raise, right? Because all those folks are probably going to, there's a pretty good chance that they're all going to fold out and then you'll, you know, pick up the antes and the bring in, right? But with this variation, you can't, Yeah. you have no confidence in that, right? Yeah. Because everybody has one of the cards <laughs> that they theoretically need to win the pot showing. It's just a matter of what else they have underneath. So, uh, but that's why they call it action, right? So it's not only that the bring in stays in, but uh, more players are going to stay in. So I would imagine that these pots get much bigger than the normal res because, you know, your hand is not compromised right away. I tell you, though, the word action sounds a little too positive, a little too exciting for this. <laughs> that, you know, I realize that the, the paint up card is the action killer, so they wanted to make it the exact opposite since that's not going to kill the action anymore. But it just to make it action raz just sounds like it's a stretch well, to me. But I think that's what I just said, right? So, I mean, if you've got a jack showing now, I mean, in normally raz, you, you're going to hold that out every time, right? But yeah. Now, I mean, if you have a jack showing and you have ace deuce underneath, I mean, you might have still played that in Raz, just depending on your level of gamble. But yeah. but now you definitely would play that, right? Yeah, so. I guess it just it's just a strong word when you're like, give me action. You know, you think of, you know, it just is more exciting. Like it's going to be a big pot and all that. Less frustrating Raz. <laughs> less frustrating. No, because you even even said earlier in your description of it that it's could still be just as frustrating because now you get the wheel and you can't get the paint. So. No matter what, it's just let's just call it suck Raz is what we should suck call Raz. it. No matter what version you play. Raz that sucks a little less. <laughs> that's sucking Raz. <laughs> Alright, so that's a legitimate game. These next two, um so so folks have probably noticed on uh, if you go to our website at dot com that we have a lot of articles that seem a little off from what we normally would run. So um and uh hey, just like Chris Moneymaker, we get paid to run those articles. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> We're not proud, not too proud, not too. Right? So, um, and sometimes they're actually pretty decent articles. Uh, and uh, we recently had one that introduced us to a couple new games, and these next two come from that. So the first one is a little out there. The second one is is, is more fun, I think. So here's the first one. It's called uh, Vanunu. It's a version of Stud where you're dealt seven cards face down. Roll up one of your choice on the last street. You're required to pitch one of your cards and pay twice as much if it's a down card you pitch. So there's a uh, an amount, I guess, that's set um, that you have to pay to pitch that card, and if it's a, a down card, you got to pay that twice. If it's an up card, you pay it only So Okay, wait a minute. So I have a question. First of all, <laughs> is this a game that Mork from Orc created that I'm not sure, Vanunu? Um, nanu Nanu? All right, so the real question I have for you is, no matter what on the last street you're paying, and if it's a down card, you're paying twice. Is that what that what they're saying? Yes, okay. You have to pitch, and you have to put some money in the pot. So right, no matter what. what. Okay. Um, depending on. At, at first, I thought you're, it was like going to be like roll your own, but it's only one card, right? That you you choose uh, to show. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I haven't actually seen this in play, but uh, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, let's see. Down card. I think maybe it was maybe you roll. You must get three and then roll one and yeah, then you get must the have rest. To roll a couple at least. I mean, because it's not much of a game. You can only roll one if you're playing seven cards. That's the thing is that they're all face down. So you roll one up, and 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 then the last street. How is there a street if it's if it's seven cards face down? You know what I mean? So we're getting three cards, roll one up, and then we're getting I, all the cards the thing. down. Here's the thing. We play in our home game, which we never have a home game anymore. <laughs> we play in our home game. These are the rules I'm going to establish, all right? You're right. 
You uh, you're dealt seven cards face down. You roll. You end up rolling four up. And so you, at the end, you have four up and three down cards, like a traditional stud hand. Because that's what makes stud stud, right? Because uh, you have that guessing. You don't have that. Um, you, you don't know for sure somebody has a flush or a straight because there's only four cards you can see, right? So we're going to call this one Nuva Nu Nu. Nuva Nu Nu. Sounds like where they're going to film the next Survivor season. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, all right. So I, I kind of agree with that. I think putting up the four that you want to put up. Be. I don't know if the Venunu crowd plays it that way, but that's that, that would make more sense to me. Right? Yeah, to have just one card face up. And at what point do you make that that's decision? Like, that's five card stud. You can get away with it. That's yeah. Five, yeah, but five, seven cards. Seven. Right. Yeah. And it's weird because if you, at the end, there's this on the last street, you pitch one, but if it's the one that you already had, if it's a down card, so that means you had to have already put one up before you got to the last street. So I'm going to guess that the way they played it was they deal you three, then you put one up, and then that's it. And then they do, they do the betting, and then they do the betting every street after that. And, um, but I, I don't know. It's it's weird. That's a weird game. Vanunu. So yeah, if you pitch, I guess I don't know if you do you pitch and replace, or do you end up with a six card hand at the end? Uh, I think it's a six card. You, you put, your, card put your best you five cards, roll three cards. So yeah, and the last street you're required to pitch one of your cards and pay twice. So yeah, you pitch one and then you you just have your best five card hand, which I don't get what that means. Why would who cares about pitching the card? Because yeah, you're not going to use it. Pitching a car that doesn't affect your hand, right? Yeah. So. Maybe you have to pitch it face up so everybody sees what you're pitching. I, I don't know. No, uh, probably not because that's no. why for the down card. Right? Yeah, right? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I told you they're all going to be winners. <laughs> it's like David S. Pumpkins. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Uh, how about this next one? Irish poker. It's a mashup of Hold'em and Omaha. Each player starts with four cards, but you have to discard two after the flop betting. So, very small variation. But. Yeah, that's uh, reminds us of what, uh, like pineapple or whatever. Yes, but just one more like card. Like an Omaha version of pineapple. Yeah, and it's crazy because you discard after the flop. So yeah, this is like crazy Irish poker. It's crazy Irish poker. With, you get an Probably extra card. Too. So yeah, that that one seems more like we could, in line with what we normally play and more legitimate than anything else. Um, but uh, I wonder why they call it Irish poker. That's yeah, I'm fascinated by that. So I mean, uh, I mean, you know. Although I said a mashup, I, I created that. So I'm the mashed potatoes, mashed, <laughs> mashed potatoes, Irish, Irish, very nice, potatoes. very nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know if any of our, our Irish listeners uh, play Irish poker. Of course, you might call it American poker. <laughs> <laughs> too soon, Scott. Too soon. <laughs> uh, yes, but let us know if anybody knows the origins of the Irish poker name. I'd be very curious about that. So. so are we talking about reopenings this week, or am I just going around any updates? Uh, no, there are no reopenings this week, so we'll go ahead and skip that. Still 216 poker rooms, so go out there and have fun, kids. All right, here we go. Papes, the Annie Up Fans free online tournament series on PokerStars Play Money site, is available everywhere. Details on how to join can be found at bit.ly slash P-A-I-P-S. Games are on the 6th, 16th, and 26th every month and rotate disciplines with a main tournament followed by a second chance event. PokerStars lets you claim 15,000 free chips every four hours. Join the Up Fans group Facebook page and post within the group to get feedback on hands, ask call-to-floor questions, or just discuss anything poker. Check out our 11 vintage Up logo designs on merchandise at antiupmagazine.com shop to buy t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, phone and laptop cases, coffee and drink mugs, and much more with your choice of Up Magazine, Up PokerCast, or Up PokerTour logos. 
And if you have a hand of the week listener spotlight or call the floor submission, email us at podcast at antiapmagazine.com or post in the Antiap fans group on Facebook. And just a quick shout out to uh, Sharon Liss. She played for the first time this year live over at uh, Silks. And, oh, she, yeah. and she was wearing one of our vintage logo shirts. Nice. Yeah. She made it to like the final two or three tables, but uh, but she had the shirt. And I said, don't worry, you came in first in the fashion statement. And she yes. laughed. So yes. very happy that she was wearing that and uh, that she got out and played again. You know, and she said that they were very good there. Everything was clean and safe and and uh, she felt good about it. Um, so, all right. Anyway, just wanted to awesome. bring that up. Oh. Uh, we have a new O'Malley's move today. Here it comes. And welcome to another O'Malley's Move. I'm Malcolm O'Malley. This week we are playing $2, $5, No Limit Hold'em at our regular casino cash game. The game is six-handed, and we've only been here for about an hour, so we haven't got a great grasp on the game, and the one maniac just left, so it's playing a bit differently than it was minutes earlier. We bought in for $500 and are down $75. The blinds post, the under the gun makes it $15 to go. He has been in on a lot of hands, but hasn't shown down any. He seems to know the game fairly well, as he sits with 660. There are two folds to us on the button, and we look down at the King of Diamonds, Queen of Diamonds. We call. The small blind folds, but the big blind calls, and we are going to a flop with $47 in the pot. It comes down the Queen of Clubs, Nine of Clubs, Six of Hearts. The big blind checks, and the under-the-gun bets $30. I regret not either three-betting or folding preflop, but since it's six-handed, I think a fold preflop is too tight. I'm going to raise for value and a bit of range definition. We make it $75 to go, leaving us with $335 behind. I'd also like to force the big blind out. The big blind folds, but the under-the-gun calls. There's now $197 in the pot, and the turn is the 10 of diamonds. The under-the-gun checks. I like a check here for pot control. If our opponent is on a draw, I can't see him folding to anything other than a shove, and that would be way too much at this point. Perhaps we want to get value from a draw? We've also picked up some equity in that a jack would give us a straight. The pot stands at 197, and the river is the tray of hearts. Our opponent bets again, this time for 100. What's the move? It's time for the VancePokerTrading.com Hand of the Weeks. In your hands or situations, the podcast at AntiUpMagazine.com. If you've been with something or us in the past year, you'll get a free membership to Advanced Poker Training, the world's number one poker training site. And if you remember, since we took a week off, our good friend Paul Gerritsen is taking us through a series of hands that he has played. We are now on hand number four of, I believe, five, right? Let's see. Yes, four five. of five, yeah. But he, he claims next week's is not hand-worthy, but, uh, you know, uh, it, it better be because we've extended this an extra week. So. Beggars can't be choosers. We're going to uh, make it a hand. See, it's another David S. Pumpkins reference. So. <laughs> uh, all right. So um, if you remember, he plays in the Bay Area of California with this one one two no limit. And that uh, extra dollar goes uh, comes from the button. And uh, you have to complete the four dollars uh, or a raise to enter the pot. So you can't limp in for two bucks. You got to at least limp in for four. Okay. All right, and uh, making it a little bit more interesting this week, Chris. This is a kill pot. Oh. And he says the killer can be anyone on the table who puts out a blind four dollars and becomes last to act pre-flop. So that's more kind of like, uh, listen, a kill pot and more of a 
straddle, right? Straddle, yeah, right. I mean, normally a kill pod is when you uh, win a couple pods and you're forced to put a bet out. So, hmm. all right, we'll see. But yeah, anyhow, so yeah. that's that's the deal. So, all right. Uh, and he says here, from here, the action proceeds like normal, but all initial bets have to be $8 minimum, obviously, because the uh, initial right. bet's $4. Right, right. And, of course, players can raise if they choose. Uh, he says, in this hand, the killer sits in middle position. Uh, our hero here has $330, up from 200 and has the villain covered. Uh, the villain in this hand is the big blind. Spoiler alert. He's brand new to the table. We don't know anything about him. So he's new to the yeah. table, and, and we don't know anything about him. Okay, I think he kind of faded out of there, so I just make okay. sure I set it for the yes. So one real quick thing. So if the if somebody puts out $4, can't the minimum bet then be 6 because he only raised it 2 from the 4, from the 2? That, that would normally be the case, I would imagine, but since you... It's a rule, though, I guess. Yeah, I yeah, think. so, I mean, right. they, hey, they added the dollar to the button, they can add whatever they want. That's true, that's true. Okay, never mind. You want marshmallows in your Fruit Loops? You can do that, Chris. So. <laughs> if you entered a pot, you have to order a round of drinks for everyone at the table next to you. <laughs> That's the new rule. All right. The end of the gun limps for $8. And it uh, looks like it folds to us on the button with, uh, with Jack-10 offsuit. Ah. I don't know. Especially when you have someone who's basically doing the straddle. We know what happens with straddlers. They tend to raise... Um, and then I'm just wasting money. I, I mean, I'm on the button, so I don't mind. I don't like the Jack 10 off, but if it looks like that I'm going to get in to see a flop for eight bucks in position, I might call. Um, if I think the end of the gun guy is just some, you know, person who just likes to, you know, uh, see as many flops as possible, I might raise here because I have position and take it away from a lot of people and keep people from just calling now they got the pot odds. So, Maybe I make it thirty to go and just make them all fold it out, and I pick up a few, you know, ten bucks or whatever for nothing. But generally, if it, it, the fact that he's on the button makes it playable to me, but for the most part, I would just fold his hand and move on. But in this case, yeah, I'd probably play it. But again, depending on the people that I'm in this hand with that are in the blinds and the person who straddled, you know, I might raise it to thirty. Uh, so generally, I'm gonna call and see a flop because Jack Ten's a pretty juicy hand. Uh, but for the most part, if I'm playing it as actively and as efficiently, I, I think I would probably make it 30 to go and try to at least get heads up with someone uh, with in position. Sure. Uh, if I had never played Jack-10 in my poker career, uh, my house would be paid off like yours is, Chris. So. <laughs> uh, this is a head that I get so excited about and it gets me in trouble all the time. And you get excited about it because, you know, you have the nut straight if you hit it, right? So yeah. that's what's exciting. Um, uh, I much prefer it to be suited, but uh, but I I, I can't uh, can't lay off the fastball here, Chris. I see Jack Ten. Um, <laughs> I'm in now. I think you made a good point about uh, raising to define it because you're in position. Um, you know, you get some dead money in there with the uh, the kill slash straddle, whatever we want to call it. Right. Um, but uh, and I don't know if he said how many people are at the table though. So if it's shorthanded, that's a little bit different. I've been much more inclined to raise here shorthanded. Um, but uh, but you know you always got to rep- uh, respect an under the gun, um, especially even a limper. Um, so that that would be my fear in raising. But uh, for me, Jack Ten is a as a um is a pull hand in my push-pull analogy. I right. like to pull people into the pot with Jack-10 rather than push them out. So, you know, because I'm hoping that that uh, straight comes in and, and I can get more money out of folks. So, 
if I if I'm true to that, I would just call here and see what happens. So yeah, you want you want somebody to have ace king, and you want to hit ace king queen on the flop, and then go blank blank and take all the stack. So yep. that's what you're hoping for for the pull. That's fantastic. Yeah. Let's set the duplicate poker deck to do that. <laughs> see, that's what I'm talking about. That's why you're so good on the show. <laughs> you bring the stuff back, and you recall it, bring it full circle back to the beginning. <laughs> Callbacks. It's the <laughs> it's a technical oh. term. Yep. Uh, all right. So our hero calls, and he says, um, um. The villain in the big blind does, as well as the killer. So the killer must not have been on it again. No, because the guy limped for eight after the killer, so the killer okay, must have been. Sorry. I got you. All right. Yeah. All right. So so uh, four of us in here, right? Yep. Yeah. Flop is king, queen, tray, rainbow. Uh, the villain bets 10 bucks. The end of the gun calls. The killer folds. And now it's back to us. Huh. Well... I mean, I, we don't have anything yet. We just have an open-ended draw. So I didn't raise preflop with a call, so I don't need to take control of this hand. Somebody's betting out now. Let them keep betting, and we're in position. Let us call and make our hand at our price. So that's a nice little cheap price to hit our pot odds. So I don't mind just calling here. I mean, there's a kind of a, hey, let's raise to get a free card thing, but it's not really free. If you're making it 30, you could see the card for 10. You know, I mean, the next street, yeah, it might be a little more, but, you know, the call might scare them, too, to just check the turn. So I, I don't feel like bet raising here is really the, the right thing to do because the person might just push you off your hand now. They might have been like, hey, I hit my king-queen for two pair, you know. Um, so I, I don't mind the call, you know, and then we'll just – it might, and then the beauty is that if you hit the turn – you know, it could look like now you were just if they all checked to you, it looks like you're trying to steal on a on a you know. But so I don't mind just the call float, make it like a float, and then and then bet on the turn. But um, I think raising here is probably going to be a mistake. Um, yeah. So here's the thing about the raise to get a free card thing, which normally is a fairly powerful uh, move. Um, I, I don't like it here because we the king and queens probably hit somebody at this table. Right, yeah. so, um, uh, uh, shoot, lost my train of thought there. So, well, the yeah, thing so about the, the so yeah, so, it works in a limit game. That's the beauty of the play. It's meant for a limit, so you can control how much you're going to bet on every street. Here, you try to do that free card thing. They can bet you out of the pot when it gets back to them. Whereas in the other games, they can't do that. And then on the turn, they can still bet you out of the pot when you try to make your move. So, I mean, there's. There's reasons why you don't really do it in no limit that often, whereas in limit, it's just one more bet, and you're yeah. trying to save bets, right? Yeah. That, so yeah, so I mean, here, I mean, we it, part of the reason that you also uh, uh, raise for that free card is uh, to get paid off when you get there. But we already have somebody probably with a king or queen, so that that's the thing here, right? So yeah. um, you know, if our our ace or our our I mean, our ace is what we need, right, or, or nine, but comes in, we're probably still going to get paid off because. Those cards are in their wheelhouse. So yeah. All right. So uh, let's see. Um, all right. Our hero says it's a very small bend to a pot, about thirty bucks after rake. Uh, I call. Hoping you get a um, let's see. Uh, the turn is the queen now. So our board now is king, queen, tray, queen. Um, and the villain bets ten dollars again. The other gun calls, and it's back to us now. Well, we don't like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean. Two pair makes a boat. A set of trays makes a boat. Um, we're not drawn to the nuts anymore. We talked about the nut straight earlier with the Jack 10, but that's no longer a nut hand anymore. 
Um, I don't know. If I'm going to call to try to hit my my eight outs, which aren't really outs anymore because they're outs only if you're only going to be able to catch up. Yeah. Um, but um, then I'm going to be real careful on the river. You know, if, if somebody's going crazy, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to say, yeah, well, my straight's yeah, beating whatever right. hand you're going crazy with. So, I don't know. I might lay it down here. I, I'd be honest. I mean, I know it's 10 bucks into a big pot now, and but I, I may just say, you know what? Screw it. You know, I mean, uh, what am I? I'm trying to hit a hand that may not be good. So, that's yeah, the last that's thing you want right? to do. Right. Hit our hand, it might not even be good then. So, so I think I'm going to get out. So, yeah, so that that's what I'm thinking here at the same time, though. It is a very small bet, but maybe it's a small bet because of that, right? Yes. So, I that's mean, now he's point. been consistent. He bet $10 last time, and now he's betting $10 again. So, you know, maybe we're reading too much into that. But, um, but yeah, this, this seems like all kinds of danger here. Um, and, uh, unfortunately, we don't know this villain, right? So he's new to the table. And so, you know, we don't know how loose he is with stuff. So... Until we know someone, I usually have to give them um, um, credit for being yeah. a decent player, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, th- this is going to be tough. I mean, I know that $10 is really enticing, but, uh, and, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's $10, and then we hit our hand on the river, and it's the bet's $10 again, and I'll be willing to invest 20 bucks to find out whether I'm up against a boat or quads or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, so, I guess probably in the moment, because, again... I, my house would be paid off. I didn't play jack so <laughs> I, I would, uh, would, would, would call here. So, um, but probably the right thing to do is to get out here. All right. All right. Um, our hero calls, uh, says I'm still hoping to hit a straight, but very wary. What everyone else has. The river is a nine. So our final board is King queen tray, queen nine. So we hit our straight. The villain checks now and the under gun checks too. Hmm. Okay, so either we won the hand or they're being really crafty. You know, people keep calling, they bet a little bit, they call, they bet. What What does the nine change unless he is perfectly in tune with what we have and that we've hit a straight and beat his three queens, you know? Um, the thing about it is if he just had a queen in his hand, uh, you know, then it's like, okay, so would he have really bet with just a queen in his hand on the flop when there were other people in the hand with him and there's a king on board. So it's hard to imagine him having three queens and not betting. So if he had just a king, then the $10 bet kind of makes sense on the flop, but then does it make sense on the turn? Because now isn't he afraid of that queen? He still is willing to bet. So I'm starting to wonder if this person has like a full house and now because we all kept calling him, he's hoping that we did hit our straight and now we're going to bet and he's going to check raises. That That's the only thing. And and maybe in the moment, I don't think that, but because it's hand of the week and we always get these hands that lose, you know, maybe that's in the back of my head that that's what this person's doing. This person's being tricky because now we've called him a villain. What kind of villain is he? Yeah. If yeah. we've won this hand now and it's nothing. So Right, right. Right. Yeah. So I mean it's it's hard for us to be truly uh what's the word I'm looking for? Objective, I guess. Right. So exactly. um I'm gonna bet we lose here, but um <laughs> if we were at, if we were in the hand, I may actually now put out a value bet of like twenty or five or something. So Yeah. So it doesn't make much sense for somebody I mean I guess real beginning players like to do this check on the river and hope 
that somebody bets and then that, oh, you're supposed to bet. And then those of us look at him like, well, we're not going to bet your hand yeah, for you. exactly. Right? <laughs> but we've all been that first guy yeah. and we started out, right? Yeah. So that, that's that's the danger here. And again, we don't know this player, so we don't know whether he, uh, he or she, I guess I'm sorry, um, is a, a newbie kind of player or um, looks like they've been around the block enough. And if they've been around the block enough, they're, they're not going to make this play with that big hand, right? So. Yeah. But if they're new, I mean, they very well could. So, it, it, it obviously it's a it's a trap. Call, but you know, at the, at the same time, I'm like, we got through this whole thing and these small bets, and um, it seems wrong not to bet with our straight now. Yeah, it's set, it's right? going to be terrible. I can feel it. But you're right. It, it's just like if you make your straight, that's the whole reason you were playing the hand, and now they check to you. You're not going to bet. It just seems odd. You're not going to say, "All right, I got the straight," and they're going to be like, "Why didn't you bet the hand?" You know, so. Yep, yeah, yep. I don't know, 25 maybe, maybe 30, something like that. Yeah, I don't know what's in the pot now. So it was 30, um, so we got uh, 30 more, so 60 in the pot right now. So, yeah. Yeah, 60 in the pot. So I guess maybe less than 30, maybe 20, 25, because you bought a third of the pot maybe. So 20. Yeah. yeah, sounds good. All right, here it says, I feel I must be good here. Both hands must have missed whatever they're chasing or no longer feel a small pair is good. I bet $25 with my straight. Villain raises the seventy-five total under the gun folds. Uh, yeah, this sounds like three-three. Because yep. if somebody had three queens, they're not thinking worried about the straight. They're just going to bet their hand and then be surprised you stuck around with a straight. I, I don't see anybody with with uh, worse than a straight doing this. So it feels like it's a set that flopped a set. They uh, they bet into us because we were we were in the hand and it was a minimal bet, small bet. Figuring somebody had to hit a king or a queen, that's why they're in the hand. Got two callers, so now he's confident that somebody's got something. Turn was a queen, made his boat, kept up the same story, betting this paltry $10, and uh, hoped that they would stick around and try to hit their draw. River comes, now he's like, haha, you hit your straight, I hope, and I'm going to check to you, hope you bet, and I can check raise you, and that's what happened. So I, I got a feeling this person is. It's either king, queen, or 3-3. Three, three. The king-queen hand is interesting because I would think maybe that the king-queen would have raised the $8, but since you're going to be out of position, probably a call is in order. So it could be king-queen, could be 3-3. Three, three. I don't think it's queen-queen. I don't think queen-queen bets uh, the turn. But anyway, I okay. just feel like we lost. <laughs> I, like, I like exactly what you're at. So yeah. All right. So either way, we're, we're sunk here. So. Mm. so do we call? That's the question, I guess. I, I don't think I can call the 50 bucks here. I just really, I mean... I really can't. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough to lay down a straight there, but that's what separates the good players from the great players, right? So there's just really no rational thing that we can think of where we got this hand won with this guy check-raising us now and he's been betting the whole way. Yeah, I mean, unless this person's delusional and has a random queen. But again, we kind of dismissed that by the way they bet. Why would they really bet out with a king yeah. on board? So, yeah. yeah, I just feel like it's I'd narrow it down to king-queen or 3-3. Three, three. And I feel like King Queen probably doesn't bet the turn either, so I, I think it's three three. Yeah, I think I might bet the fifty dollars that you are correct on one of those two hands <laughs> more than on fifty dollars. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh man! All right, so our, our hero says I can't see where this bet is coming from. I don't see any combination of kings, queens, or king queen playing it this way, and I don't see nine nine sticking around this long. I push all in for my last one hundred. Ouch! Oh. Wow. Uh -oh. Hey. In for 25, you're in for 100. Oh. 
See, uh, here it says I'm caught completely off guard when he turns over Trey Trey for yeah, a full house. Yeah. I completely overlooked his hand as a possibility. Should I've seen this based on his weak bets earlier on? Should I raise at some point to get a better understanding of where everyone stood? No, we. I don't think the raises. Uh, we we talked about that. I don't. I don't really think the raises were a call, but I I would have raised prefop probably. I, like I said, we talked a little. Might have limped. Might have raised, but the raise maybe gets the three three out. Maybe not. They like to. People like to set mine, no matter what the cost, you know. So, I don't know if this changes. I just know that I would have gotten out on the turn probably, even if it was only ten bucks. I probably got on the turn, and I probably would have just checked behind on the river. Or though, you know, we did say it seems weird to not bet. So, but I definitely probably would have folded. Definitely probably. That's funny. Um, yeah, yeah, would have folded yeah. after that seventy-five. The thing he said about yeah. he doesn't see any combination of kings, queens, or king queen playing this way. I do. I, I do see. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the, then the check at the end, that was, it was, and it turned out to be a really good check, you know, to make us bet and then get a hundred out of us after that. Whereas if he bet 25, you probably call him I mean, as 25. It, it's a good bet because of what we had. Right. But right. I mean, which, I mean, I guess, I mean, you could have, you would have put Jack 10 in our range based on this. Right. So, but you're, I think you're putting a lot of faith in, in that, the fact that we hit that straight there to, to be able to bet. Yeah. And, get paid off big time that way i mean obviously so i wonder here if we would have if he would have bet 25 and then what we would have done right we just called i don't i don't i mean i we would me and you i I don't know what paul would have done but the uh, the one thing i will say is that as the villain you may be saying i have a lock on this hand and no one's gonna call my bet unless they have the straight and if they have the straight and I checked at them, they're going to bet. So, okay. you know, maybe this person was playing on a level that we don't understand. Yeah. I mean, no, that's, that's or maybe he's a beginner. You know, it's, it's, it could be brilliant or it could be stupidity. That's the fun part about it. Well, I mean, I guess where your justification would be on that is, hey, if they don't have anything, they're not going to call my bet anyhow. So my best player is to check and hope one of them bluffs at it, right? Right. And in this case, we weren't really bluffing at it. We, we actually had a legit hand. We just didn't have as good of a hand as we did. So so I guess in some level, there's some level of genius there. Right? Yeah, because that's two things now. One is I can't, no one's going to call my hand if they have nothing, so maybe they'll bluff at it. And then if I check and they have made that hand that I'm hoping they made, then they're definitely going to bet it. So he's got two ways to get yeah. a bet, whereas betting out, he's only going to get one way more money. So, because um, the person doesn't have anything, they're not going to call. So that's interesting. It's an interesting thing. We've sort of dissected the hell out of this, I think. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Very, very interesting. Turned out very interesting. So. Yeah. So see, now next week could be the same thing. You yeah, it's well, not we and worthy, but pressure on him now that we we think we can make any hand sound good. So <laughs> see, Scott and I, yeah, we turned the mundane into beautiful. That's that's our thing. I'm Chris Cassenza. And I'm Scott Locke. We'll see you at the table. Anti Up is a production of AntiUpMagazine.com. Contact the show at podcast at AntiUpMagazine.com. If you'd like to advertise, send an email to advertising at antiupmagazine.com or call 727-331-4335. Some music used in this episode comes courtesy of the Podsafe Music Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. 
So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.